Hello. 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 Oh, there you are. We thought you might be a monster. Hello. Nope. Just three people sitting in a boat. Hello and welcome to another episode of the podcast. Um, another special today. Uh, we're on quarantine, so uh, joined me on uh, Discord is a wonderful fellow I met through Twitter. If you'd like to introduce yourself. Hello, my name is James Hewitt and I make games for a living. Hooray! Hooray! Um, James, what what just to name a few of the stuff you've worked on over the years? Like, um, it's a cool list. So it's yeah, it's quite a list. Uh, so I used to uh, design games for Games Workshop. So I was uh, I did the first one I did for them was uh, Betrayal at Kalth, which was a hex based squad shooty kind of game thing. Uh, I did Warhammer Quest Silver Tower. Uh, I did Gore Chosen. I then moved to the Specialist Games team. So I did the uh, well, I oversaw the relaunch of Blood Bowl from a rules point of view. Um, yep. which is a fun little game. A, f- a few people have heard of that one. Uh, yeah, Necromunda, yeah. Titanicus, uh, did Hellboy the board game, Devil May Cry the board game since leaving Games Workshop. Uh, I don't really stop. Yeah, yeah, you're... Uh, <laughs> I-, I would call that quite a prolific work rate, right? Like, uh, it's, it's pretty impressive. The, it's it's um, cool, yeah. So, 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 kind of... I just want to talk about Games Workshop for a little bit, yeah, just sure. because it's something that's kind of like resurfaced in my life right now. Not that I'm yeah. like actively buying miniatures or white dwarfs or any of that, right? None yeah. of that. But I have like, when I was like a teenager, early teenager, I loved Game Workshop, Games Workshop, right? Like yeah. I collected 40k, um, just, just I was in love with it. And then at some point that broke, right? Um, as it a happens. lot of young men happens. Yeah. And then nothing but for, for a while now, I've been watching, like, lore videos and even getting to the point where I'm watching, like, actual battle reports on, on battles. Oh, and I'm like, this is a weird hobby that I'm now in, is observing a hobby from a distance. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, a yeah, weird yeah. Uh, we, weird way to approach Games Workshop. But that's kind of where I'm at, really. Yeah. So, um, well, apart from playing Blood Bowl, that, that, that is something I do a lot of. So, yeah. um, it's, I think it's like, you know, with Warhammer TV and then, you know, I mean because Warhammer TV certainly wasn't the first one to be doing it a lot of other places were doing video battle reports first but the number of different places that are doing it now the, the standards going up there is uh, the so quality much... is the quality is insane like yeah. um, let me quote the one I've been watching Tabletop Tactics yes. they're a UK lot yeah their, their production value is so good like I watched that like this um, they've got their whole format down it's really entertaining it's not bogged down you get to it's it's just great and uh, yeah. it's a great way to pass through the quarantine to be honest uh. absolutely <laughs> i look back so when warhammer tv was first a thing i was uh, I, I was involved in one of the earlier broadcasts we did the um just after blood bowl had been been released uh, the 2018 i think it was edition or 2017 whatever it was um okay. we did like the the full beard cup which is a big uh, you know gathering a bit load of games up at warhammer world and uh, we basically did a, a commentary on the top table. And it was one of the first things they'd really done in that sort of way. And we were kind of trying to figure out the format. It was, and it wasn't a thing I'd done before. I hadn't really commentated on a, on, on a Blood Bowl match before. And looking yeah, at right. the way they do it now, it's so much better. Because back then, all we had was the one camera up top. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't have different multiple angles. We didn't have like really views on the dice, dice rolls. Camera. No. Mm-hmm. So what we had was we had um, like a uh, like a person on the sidelines. A, a guy sat next to the game, just typing his messages on, on his laptop, telling us what was happening. <laughs> and then nice. we had to kind of commentate as it was. And it was. I mean, also. Well, we're was, hearing from our guy yeah, on the yeah, sidelines. It, really it was literally that. <laughs> um, and it, it just. Um, I mean, also for me, it was a lot of pressure because here was like the, the game that we just re-released and that everyone was expecting us to screw it up royally, of course. Um, I can't imagine what that's lo- like. Like yeah. Blood Bowl is like this sacred thing, mm-hmm. right? Like even when it comes to the um, the computer games, like yeah. the community is a rabid bunch of passionate wolves. <laughs> you know really, what I mean? Like, really are. That is, that is the best way to put it. Um, I would just look at someone if someone said to me, "Oh, by the way, uh, Dave, we're gonna. Do you want to rewrite a lot of the law for uh, Blood Bowl because uh, yeah. there's a new one coming out? Would you like to do it?" I'll be like, "Fuck no! You can keep <laughs> that. I want nothing to do with it. I'll watch yeah. this fire from a distance." You know, and that was literally it. Cause, I mean, you know, I, I knew the moment I took the job. The, the, the Blood Bowl project was the first thing I knew was happening when I took mm-hmm. the job in the Specialist Games team. It was already kind of work in progress. They're already working on it, and. Um, it was like if we if we screw this up, we are going to be flayed alive. People will hunt us down and you know stick cocktail sticks under our fingernails. It will not be a nice time for anyone. Yeah, people, um, you'll never eat a burger unspashed. No, in the no, exactly. Again, you know, um, because it is such a massive game. It's so well known, and that initially the plan was actually to roll the rules back. Uh, because I don't know how much you know about Blood Bowl's history, but it went through a whole period where it had the living rulebook. Okay, um, so my knowledge ends at my age fourteen or something, yeah, and then okay. resurfaces a couple of years ago. So, so help, like help me out. So, something. So when you yeah. were age fourteen, what was what was the Blood Bowl? Was it when it was in Fanatic magazine? Was okay. It... So my early memories of Blood Bowl were Blood Bowl on a uh, polystyrene board. Good, good, good. And okay, yep. it was like it had a big skull in the middle, and yep. that was the Blood Bowl I knew. Fantastic. That's what the one I played. I think we're, yeah. I think we're of a similar gen- generation. So I I, I missed that yeah. one. But I, uh, my first White Dwarf was the one where the third edition Blood Bowl got released, so it was immediately after that. Um, right. Okay. And so what happened was basically the third edition came out in 1990 something, and uh, I used to know all these dates off the top of my head because I had to explain this stuff to people. But uh, they uh, they then kept that set of rules for ages, and then somewhere around 2004 2005 maybe they started doing a thing called the living rulebook where every every year they would update it and right. add in all the FAQ That's and errata it's because they'd sort of they'd stopped supporting it quite so much in the stores so they put all the rulebooks specialist games up as PDFs and then, then they just had like right. a, a rules committee who would refine them and then that okay. rulebook was kind of used for about 11 years through various different versions Hold on, James. I want to stop you just for one second. Yeah. For any listener that's got this far and doesn't know what Blood Bowl is, my <laughs> yeah, humblest apologies because yeah. we're, we're off on one right now. Basically, Blood Bowl is a um, a game of it's, it's set in the kind of fantasy world of Warhammer and yeah. it's American football. It's turn based and basically it's um, kind of fun. You you roll dice and bash each other and it's kind of violent or there's some elf bullshit. But let's not talk about that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sorry, James. Yeah, where, no, absolutely. Like, I think it's important. You know, this isn't the Blood Bowl podcast. You know, this is <laughs> no exactly. A whole different yeah. thing. But yeah, totally. Yeah. So um, the rules kind of were uh, honed over about a, about a seven or eight year period, I think it was in total, um, until they had, had what they called the competition rule pack, the, the living rulebook version six, the final iteration of it, um, where, you know, that was used for tournaments for years. And then we were coming in, we were going to change it. And they, what they wanted to do, they wanted to roll it back. Uh, to before the Living Rulebook uh, stuff had been going on. I think there was like an initial, oh, we don't know who owns this. 
and interesting that would have been mad because you know the the, the video game is based off the the competition rules pack the tournaments that are going on based off it it would have been right. like a step backwards um massively and thankfully we managed to convince them not to do that um mm-hmm. so what we did we just used that one and added some mistakes of our own basically uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah sure so um I, I i actually don't know how it was received so yeah. um how was it received um interestingly uh <laughs> no um <laughs> overall i think the vast majority of people um were happy with it we made some changes which in hindsight we probably shouldn't have made uh mm-hmm. but also a lot of the changes that we did make i'm really happy with and i think once people gave it a chance and you know took a breath they really enjoyed it um because a lot of the stuff we'd put in in place was based off feedback we'd read online and that sort of thing so uh yeah overall it's brought a whole new bunch of people to the game and that's a good thing right i'm I'm happy with that blood balls is a great game like it's uh i absolutely still love it Still playing it now which is why we even started having this conversation in the first place really um which is great. Also, um, shout out to Necromunda as well, because yeah. I used to play that back in the day as well, and that was amazing. Which well, is, That was um, like my game. That's the one that I grew up on. That was like my... So you, de- you described the pitch to Necromunda. So Necromunda is a... Uh, it's a grim, dark, futuristic sci-fi uh, setting uh, where you've got... It's a little bit Judge Dredd. It's these mega, this mega city. Yeah. And Necromunda is set in the Underhive, which is like the area beneath it, which is like a lawless wasteland. And it's a miniatures game where you collect like a, a band of, of fighters, like a gang, and you fight against your mates. But it, it's designed for long-form gaming, so you don't just play one game. You play a whole campaign, and you develop story, and you get narratives, you get interesting things like that. Um, yeah, I, lo- I back in the day, I absolutely loved it. Like, it yeah. was so good. Like, having this little squad of people that you name, and oh, then you, you're so proud of them, yeah. and then you take them out, and then all of a sudden, someone throws a really well-aimed crack grenade and kills your favourite gunner, and then <laughs> everything goes to shit. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, they yeah. fall off the buildings and all that crap. So, it's, it was, yeah, it fantastic was, game. Yeah. And it was Brutal. so much fun kind of coming back to that and getting a chance to, to revisit that and, you know, think about what would I do? And I mean, Necromunda, whereas Blood Bowl was very much the same game, Necromunda was redeveloped from the ground up completely. So it was the new one feels like the old one, but it's a much more modern, much more slick system, I think. Right. I remember it being very clunky back in the day. Like We tried, we tried to like avoid we spent, some clunk, you know? We spent a lot of time talking about rules, I remember <laughs> yeah. that, and what, what did work and didn't work in certain... Because you were really heavily invested in your your little people right my ladies in my case because i was esher oh, so, um, yeah yeah they were fantastic have you seen the new esher models the, the, the more recent releases because they are they are fantastic. i haven't and i i feel like th- as soon as i'm let out of quarantine i'm worried about <laughs> what's going to happen to my bank account i'm deeply concerned what i probably should be doing well basically my plan is after the quarantine's over i'm going to go to my local games workshop or local game store yeah. and i'm going to just be that creepy guy in his mid-30s loitering around looking at different things and maybe trying to watch a game or two. That's, That's probably what it's all about, you know? Plan. I mean, yeah. I, I, I used to run Games Workshop retail stores. I worked in retail for about 10 years, and that's how I kind of got my start in, in games as, as a thing. And mm-hmm. there is nothing quite as delightful as seeing someone come in, and they're, they're what we call the lapse hobbyist, the person who, who used to be into it, got out of it for whatever reason, and has now come back. And they have this thing they never used to called disposable income. <laughs> they will smell the blood well, in the I don't water know, I don't know whether I do or not this is the thing that worries me so much about it I, re- I already LARP it's yeah. like oh, absolutely. there's only so many gut punches my finances can take before they, uh, they're going to give out you know um, 
Yeah, I feel like, yeah, from your description there, what should I walk in there and go like, bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Uh, <laughs> I think, it has been yeah. 20 years since my last game of 40k. Um, <laughs> they, 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 they will take you by the shoulder and, and lead you and show you what is right, you know. that's They'll look after yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, I mean, 40k is a very different game now from when, when I was a, a whippersnapper. Massively. Um, yeah, right. Should we talk about LARP a little bit? Oh, yeah, I do that too. That's probably a thing we should talk about, isn't it? Yeah. Um, how did you get... How did you hear about LARP and how did you get into it? Let's, let's start there. Blimey, so good question. So um, when... How far do I go back? So when I was a student, um, a bunch of my housemates did LARP down in Reading. I've got no idea what system they did. Or mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm assuming it might be to do with the university. I don't know. Uh, but it always kind of interested me. I was too busy working generally to, to do anything though i just always I, w- I was around uh you know foam weapons and armor and all this sort of stuff i just didn't get a chance to get involved in it uh flash forward to last year it would have been or maybe even the year before and i found out some people i was working with uh, in games workshop were going to empire and i thought oh that's okay okay this is interesting because the thing that had always kind of put me off that scared me off a little bit is yeah. What if I go and I don't enjoy myself? You know, because yeah. it's a big investment. It's a it's a big thing to do. I've been a tabletop role player for twenty years. That's worrying to say it out loud. Um, yep. And yep, we're all there. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just gonna ponder my mortality for a moment. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's have an existential and... crisis and move the hell on with the podcast. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's go. Um, and and so, but I'd always thought, well, like you know, I I like role playing with people I know, people who I'm, I'm going to get along with. I'm going to have a good time with them how do I feel about taking that out to a like a, a big large you know group and I've done things like I've done a couple of mega games I don't know if you've experienced mega games at all I am a big fan of the um oh my god I can't I, oh my mind goes back for their name the um the guys that do uh, board game reviews shut up and sit down English fellas shut up and sit yeah. down they are absolutely fantastic and I remember one of their earlier videos yes. um watch the, the mega game and it, oh my god did that get my blood pumping yeah. i was like we yeah. must go to this basically uh, well, we I, I, end, I, I went to one because watch the skies as a thing uh, the rules pack is available and clubs can run it and we found a group in birmingham that were doing it and we went along and it's about 60 odd people in a room and uh, i ended up on one of the alien teams my partner sophie ended up on like she was a corporation trying to sell weapons to people and it was the most fun ever and i was like well actually this is interesting this is like you know, it's role playing. It's it's a full day event. It's a big group of people. I'm having fun, um, but still, there was that kind of I don't want to go and invest massively in LARP if I don't know I'm going to enjoy myself. And one of the big things for me is finding a group, a group of people that I know that I'm going to enjoy it with. So when I found out that a bunch of people I worked with were going along, um, like that was a ready made group, right? So even if I didn't enjoy what was going on, we could hang out as a group and you know be in character amongst ourselves and that'd be a fun time i went with my buddy ian and bungle the first time i went so for me it wasn't like i went on my own but i i completely sympathize with anyone that that is slightly worried about going to a larp event on their own you know absolutely and so yeah so i finally sort of decided to give it a go and i think it was a group of people who i'd done stuff with before so i would got into airsoft with them about a year previously and we've done a load of airsofting in that and i'm, I'm sure there's a lot of crossover between the two hobbies um, dude the more i do this the more all of these things just yeah yeah keep going sorry the venn diagram is basically a circle isn't it basically it's just like there's if you said and i also slightly involved in cosplay i wouldn't be surprised either you know <laughs> i've actually i've ne- Although, never gone there but I, it's i actually think the the venn diagram is actually the airsoft and the cosplay is the lines that don't really cross that much i, think I would could say be right. that's probably the two halves t- isn't it yeah 
I mean, there's a, there's a lot of people out there. I'm sure there's a spectrum of everyone that does everything, right? But who yeah. knows? What's interesting is you got kind of got like uh, you know tabletop gaming, airsoft cosplay. That's your that's your three things around laugh, isn't uh, it? D and D, any sort of yeah, uh, RP absolutely. system like that. Um, yeah. um, obviously, that's kind of where we we like we we've just actually we've just started a new D and D campaign. So I yeah. am like filling in my LARP with a bit of D and D, and it's it's fantastic. fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Well, yeah, um, sorry, you were saying. Yeah, so uh, so this group we that they'd been along, I think, since E one last year, and mm-hmm. we were going to go for E two, and then the weekend, like everything in our life happened on that weekend. It was <laughs> yeah. like Sophie's mum's birthday. It was something else happening. Some friends were getting married. There was all these different things. It's like, oh come on. So yeah. even though we'd kind well, of... I just want to go LARPing because everyone's yeah, exactly. so selfish. Exactly. Um, and especially because we've, we've got a four-year-old, um, or three-year-old at the time, and we were like, we're going to need to get people to look after her because we can't take her with us. We're not going to take her with us for the first one, certainly. Yeah, you know, maybe at some point yeah. down the line we might look into it, but she's not old enough totally. yet. If you don't know the situation, I completely yeah, concur. It's probably wise, um, right, for your first event. And so we were like, well, this is just not going to work. And so we were really bummed out. We'd spent ages, we'd, we'd, we'd made costume, we'd done things, and then we couldn't go and uh it really sucks then we went along to e3 in the end and this was like you know having uh first found out about it immediately after e1 so that was like april it was now mm-hmm. june i think or july whatever e3 so was what was your so was it your friends going that was the first point of contact for for empire your awareness of empire yeah okay cool. and we had it turned out we've had a couple of friends who had been involved in it like since it was maelstrom so who have been in it for a long time yeah uh, that's way back right? we're up in nottingham there's apparently there's a little knot of people who are quite you know stalwart empire people so we ended up going to like a <laughs> sure uh, a meetup in a pub and you know but it was it was this thing and in the in that sort of several months period we were just like what is this what are we going for what how big can it really be and we looked at photos but one of the things that the photos i think don't capture is the scale of the event yeah um, I think I think I th- it depends on the photographer. Like yeah. I think like um, obviously like I'm a big fan of a couple of them, mm. but the they they emit emotion. But yeah, oh, yeah, I agree. Trying to get in the idea of because the actual campsite's kind of spread out, right? It's over yeah. a number of different sites, so trying to get the actual full scale is quite difficult in one it's, shot. It's right? a thing you don't really get by sort of being there and walking around. So when we first got there, mm-hmm. like we we turned up, we had a car full of stuff, we would packed far too much stuff, we bought a tent, <laughs> we had you know we're camping OC, but we bought like a nice. Uh, like decent sized tent with enough room to get changed and all that sort of thing we camped up with our mates and they'd all come down on the thursday but we come up on the friday because we you know again child care is a limiting factor Obviously. Um, and we got there and it was like oh my god this is massive this is unlike yeah, anything we'd imagined um and like the whole way up we'd been going with our, our friend lise who again you know she's from back in the in the maelstrom days uh so she was filling us in on everything she was briefing us the entire way and yeah but even then we weren't ready and then we got there and it's so i can't describe it it felt like coming home Mm -hmm. it it felt so uh so real and such an amazing experience uh even you know before time in just walking around and seeing all these places campfires and things people in full kit it was magical um it's i i I it, it now when i go there the sense of kind of homecoming yeah. is so strong with me now like a few years on especially like on the uh thursday yeah um walking around in this kind of like when when no one's in character but it's just like the coolest festival with the nicest people I, you know what i mean yeah, like we, we really uh, want to get just down for a, a really thursday nice vibe point. 
Absolutely. It's and it's it's incredible. So then, yeah. So so we came along and we we did E three and we just threw ourselves in. So we uh, hold on. Which nation? Which nation are you? Navarre. Obviously, of course. Obviously, the, uh, the best nation. By big far. up the uh, Embercar striding. Uh, we <laughs> we do stuff. Um, we yeah. We, we're looking at setting up. That's a, more than my striding does. My striding <laughs> doesn't do anything. Well, this is it. We, we sort of we thought about it. This this this. Well, last year we were planning for E one. We were going to launch like um. We're still thinking of doing it. We launched like a messenger service because one of the things we did at E3 last year was uh, myself and Sophie spent most of the event running messages around camp. And it was actually mm-hmm. a really good way to get to know where everything was. Um, it gave us some game. It, it helped helped us meet a load of people we would otherwise not have met. And so we're kind of, we're formalizing that. We're setting up a whole little system. Um, Hold on. So you're going to co- deliver letters to people? Pretty much, yeah. Letters, messages, uh, you know, packages. You, that is like... a. N- Trying to track people down at exactly. Empire is... Why would you want to do that? That's... I mean, well, I've had to do it for my own personal gain. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I suppose you're doing it for your own personal gain as yeah. well. Depending so, on what well, that gain is, right? The way we're sort of... We're, we're planning it. Yeah, I can give a little sales pitch now. <laughs> what we're saying is... Let's hear it. So, let's hear it. For, for the princely sum of five rings... It's not a lot, is it? Five rings. That's uh, we will do, not we will do a, We're doing, like, three runs a day. And we will deliver a message to a location. So we'll give it to a camp of your choice. Yeah, that's clever. So five okay. rings, your bargain yeah. basement. We'll get it to uh, either one of the Ashbournes, you know, <laughs> whatever it might okay. be. Okay, okay, um, okay. And uh, that is that. For a premium beyond that, which starts at two crowns additional, but goes goes further, we will spend a certain amount of time looking for a particular person. We will do it immediately rather than waiting for the next uh, run that we're doing, and so on and so forth. So the, the, the prices start at a, a very reasonable five rings and very quickly get more expensive. Because, yeah. That is, do you know what? That sounds pretty reasonable, to be absolutely. honest. Uh... Um, well, like I say, when we did it uh, at E3 last year, we ended up, because we were just walking around, uh, and what we'd done was we'd um, picked up a job doing some work for the imperial offices and it was like a census okay. like going around asking for people's opinions on the gray pilgrims and that was it mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and we were told go to like these five nations and find out what people think and so it was just a case of walking around but as we were doing it we said to people look as we're walking around camp have you got a message you want drop, dropping off anywhere because we're going that way um and it was fantastic we ended up uh, taking what was it we had a, a bunch of marchers got us to send some death threats to some highborn which was fantastic <laughs> That <laughs> um, we had uh, all sorts of nonsense kicking off. We, we ended up uh, teaming up with a guy called Jack, of course, from the Marchers, who was a, like a private yeah. detective um, type character. He was setting himself up that way, and we we helped him find some information. It was great because we met a load of people, and it gave us a fair bit of game. So our little group, there's about a dozen of us now. It was not really a little group anymore. But we've got about four or five new people coming. Would have been to E1. Um, and it's a we, we said to them it's a great way for you to get out and find out what's what at the camp, find out where things are, and cause yeah, I, I can imagine, imagine. yeah, like it. it would be so easy to just kind of stay in your camp and stay you know I where think, you know. Uh, I know people I won't name names, but really don't know how to navigate them, their way around the whole of Anvil. Like yeah. they know where the Navarre camp is and they were a couple other bits, but if you said like where is Verushka? They probably yeah. wouldn't have an idea. Probably they do now, but like for many, many um, events, they, they would never have heard a clue, right? But I think that's it, it's part of the, the thing that makes it feel alive because you get to go and see how different every one of the little areas of the, of the site is. You know, every, every camp's got its own things going on. When you think about all these different people in all their little camps 
creating their own little bit of narrative and plot it yeah it, it really does blow your mind and then out of all of this chaos um the whole empire shuffles along making terrible decisions and it's fantastic yeah, exactly it's like one of my favorite things that happened at e4 so we've, we've literally we've only been to two events and i feel like it's been like a lifetime it's so weird but at e4 we had um i don't know if you were aware of this there was the whole thing with uh spiteful like the masked marcher who was uh I, threatening briars and things had a run-in with him actually there uh, we go he came to our campsite and we had a good chat. i actually i know the guy who plays him and he oh, is i mean one of my favorite people at empire just massive massive applause because ho- holy shit that was incredible that was i've never seen one person you know i say never i've only been to two events but i can't imagine it happens very often that one person creates that much game for that many people no it's it's really special and also like um the way he does it as well it's not like it's just like this big screamy i'm creating game type thing he's so subtle and like he's the nicest guy but when he wants to pull on off like shifty and menacing well he's got that shit down do you know what i mean like completely by himself as well but like we're all at our campsite and there's uh four of us we're all armed and there's one guy and he put us on edge yeah yeah, (laughs) absolutely and um that whole like the whole i think was the sunday i think a fair chunk of the day might have been saturday like was spent with a bunch of like scary looking tattooed nutters with knives prowling prowling around the camp looking for this guy and it, I know it some felt... of those uh, those tattooed psychopaths yeah, of knives. Absolutely. I know some of them. That's some of them are my friends. They're good yeah. people. Yeah, and it was, but it was great. It, it felt so like he'd he'd kicked the hornet's nest, you know. And it, it felt like yeah. such the best bit was when he was sat in the hub, um, and like I think the the Navarre contingent were told to wait outside. And there yeah, was yeah. just there's that bit in The Simpsons. I, f- I think it's Who Shot Mr. Burns, where the Mayor Quimby says, <laughs> "I noticed a lot of you are stroking guns," and it was basically that. <laughs> yeah. There were just like loads of people just holding weapons in a threatening fashion, looking at him with a uh, intent in their eyes. So yeah, so basically, um, that was fantastic, and I, I, I just I just love the fact that we we came along not knowing what to expect, and we had any expectations we had absolutely blown out of the water. I don't think there's any way to really. Um... To, to, like because Bram, I went down the same road you did right where yeah. I, I just demolished media right like everything yeah. I could get my hands on to do with LARP I watched listened anything I could right yeah. um, with varying qualities and all, all the rest of it right yeah. but to actually take on the field and to actually experience it is it's quite hard to explain it's, also it's very personal right yeah. like different people will react to the situation in different ways um, one thing I found interesting is sometimes very confident people struggle to find their footing at empire and i find that quite interesting it's um whereas yeah. some quite shy people can suddenly find a whole new aspect of themselves of that that they didn't even know they had you know it's, it's, Absolutely. it's fascinating well this is it i mean it's it's like you say you can be someone who is maybe a bit retiring in real life but if you can commit to a character who's not that you know you can yeah. go and, and and do that and, and maybe hey maybe that can flashback into, into your actual life as well it's well i talked about this a little bit before where i've, I've kind of got into this idea of like the idea of a mask where yeah. when you are trying to rp you're wearing a mask and that mask is completely metaphorical right it's not a real mask but that mask can give you the ability to be like no i'm gonna stay in my character and i'm gonna i'm just gonna get through this and I'm gonna see how it goes and it's 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 quite interesting when you 
manage to to be the character you want to be in a yeah. real life situation you know absolutely it's a thing that I, I was thinking about I, I, I sort of set some goals for myself for this year we're planning on going to all four events uh, and we wanted mm-hmm. to like put some some general goals in we had like a chat we had a meet up as a striding uh you know out of character just to talk about what we want to do setting up a messenger system what what are our long-term goals what, what do we want you know what do we want to achieve and then i was thinking about what are my own personal goals and one that i really want to do is i want to push my character further away from who i am because initially mm. i kind of i'd read some advice which is because you're you're not playing around a table it's not like D D. you're not playing for two hours you're playing for a whole weekend so don't do anything that's too over the top at first you know yeah. when you're playing D D big bombastic over-the-top characters kind of work quite well you know big like Mm -hmm. tropey things but trying to maintain that for an entire weekend is quite a challenge so and what this advice had said was you know start off with a character that is like you but you turn an aspect up to 11 whatever it might be and so i did that but what i want to do is kind of start pushing myself away from that and start um you know fitting more into that mask as you say and making a character who is who is more you know, not someone that I would be. And that's my challenge for this year, really. It's... I think that's uh, extremely admirable. I-, I would say well, this is going to be my... Christ, this is my third year going now. Yeah. Um, and I only say that it's only... Like, when I was talking about using the mask, I'm usually talking about it in a way that I am trying to c- overcome something immediate, right? Yeah. So I have to make a speech somewhere or yeah. go to Songs and Stories and do something like that. A very immediate thing, right? Yeah. Whereas I think there's like I'm starting to get into the idea now of becoming much deeper into my character while I'm RPing there. You know, like yes, um, I'm sure absolutely. some people have found this a lot easier, but I think with the way things are going in my striding and the rest of the empire, I think my character can start to. I, let me put this way: I felt like my character lacked form for a while, and it was yeah, hard sure. to kind of like push those RP levels. Now I feel like I'm starting to get to know I'm a bit better. It's yeah. becoming easier. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I did a thing. So um, at the end of E3, there'd been a whole thing where a load of herbs had been stolen from the orc, uh, one of the orc tents. Uh, yeah, yeah, I this whole this, thing. Yep. Yeah, yeah, and like we'd heard about it. when we when we were hanging around the imperial offices waiting for some of these these jobs we were doing, we'd heard about this. So then we thought, oh, screw it, we'll we'll go and see if we can investigate this. We got this uh, guy who was a marcher to come and help us out as well, and um, we ended up like finding out a, a bunch of stuff. The main thing being that it was kind of being pinned on Navarre. And so we thought, it, well, it, dude, it always is. It always exactly because we're right next to them. And like the, the 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 fence between us and them had kind of been knocked down, and uh, so we'd done this this work. And at the end of E three, at the standing at the very end, I thought I just had this moment. I was like, I think I need to say something about this. And so I just got up in front of you know the whole, and it's it's a big group. You know, Navarre's not a small nation. Yeah. And no, it's big, and it's 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 weird. Did you have to wait in a queue before you spoke? Yeah, I did, and it was it was it was <laughs> how horrible is that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's horrible, isn't it? You're sat there going, "All right, that's two more people," and the closer yeah. you get, the more nervous you get mm-hmm. until you're standing there, like, and there's no one in front of you as a barrier. Yeah, so the person that's actually talking is in the middle of the circle, mm-hmm. but you're just you're next. You're you're right there, right? Yeah. You can't duck out now. <laughs> and also, the longer it goes on, the more you're thinking, oh, am, am I just wasting everyone's time? Should, oh, should I be doing this? But actually, no. I think you just got to go for it, right? And I did. And I, I had like a little sort of, you know, chat and, and said, uh, you know, Navarre, this is what's happened. Just so you're aware this is being pinned on us. We're not going to take this line down. I think yep. that we should have a whip around and get some herbs to, you know... Uh, I remember that. That was them. awesome. Yeah. And it was, it, was, it was like... 
I did it, and it was it was it was fun, and it ended up making a link with the orc that I've I've worked on since then. And um, someone came up to me afterwards and was astonished. It was my first time. I was about to say, I'm, but, I was just about to say, I am like, there was nothing about what you did there that made me go, oh, this is a new player pushing their boundaries. Like you were like, it just, yeah, and it, it just felt yeah, the right thing good. to do. And so that was thoroughly enjoyable, you know. And I, I want to do more of, I want to kind of make our striding more well known within the the nation and so that's kind of that's what we're talking about and like i say this is all part of my own development for the character is is pushing down that way i want to go down a bit of a dark path of them which is gonna be fun Oof. i'm sure you know everyone yeah, likes yeah, to yeah. that yeah definitely i mean who doesn't right uh, i think that's interesting about the the idea of now i'm playing dungeons and dragons again yeah when you roll the dice and that kind of group camaraderie that you get from you know the the, the a successful role yeah, yeah what's interesting and um but at larp that emotion can be way more intense right yeah. because you're actually physically doing it right yeah. like your adrenaline's pumping like yeah. you're it's so visceral you know the one so were you there for the the branding of the dornish people last uh, e4 you know the, the dornish three of them that, that had run through the camp during uh a particular bit of hearth magic were you aware of this that had happened i'm not sure maybe oh, so I, I don't know there's, it was a big there's... thing where Go on. The, the, so a bunch of people in dawn were doing some kind of uh i don't know some crazy dawnish uh rite of passage <laughs> thing which was like yeah. a, basically a big old game of, of hide and seek uh slash manhunt and they uh, three of them or two of them ran straight through the middle of the uh, the big, you know, whatever the, the big circle is at Navarre, the big like songs and stories circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, in the middle of a, a ritual that was happening, like quite an important Oops. one. The egregore was like, I think it was a young lad being welcomed into the Navarre or something. Oh, that is and exact. That is not the time. no, no. And it was, and uh, we all got pulled in, and we were just sat at the camp at the time, and we ended up with like, you know, fifty odd people stood around as uh, the people from Dawn had. Uh, the freezing brand of Irimaeus, I want to say, like put on him, which is like a whole thing. And it was this very, very evocative scene. And we all felt it. You could tell that there was this this tension. And even though, you know, it's not real, that's not how it felt, you know? Yeah, but how did you, but how did you feel as a Navarre, right? Like, I'm going to, I'm going to say right now, guaranteed, you were you were furious right yeah absolutely like you, yeah you completely. were angry at them and you wanted but yeah how weird is the goddamn group think that yeah. weird group like tribal yeah. mentality that is and, so you, and you, look, you look around it and suddenly what you've got is a group of outsiders in the middle of this group and then everyone around the outside we are a family we are together you know what i mean we are all here yeah and they have come in here and they've done some shit and if now I'm, they're gonna pay for if it. i'm if I'm ever nervous in a situation where, say, if it's late at night and there's shenanigans and all sorts of yep. things happening, if I see a Navarre, I know I'm significantly safer than yeah, not, right? Like absolutely. That's, that's literally, I'll, I'll check a bar, I'll see what's going on. Like, And if I see a Navarre in any bother, I'll definitely go and intervene, yeah. right? Like, it's a, it's a no-brainer. It's what's what's weird is it's like I mean I know we're one of the biggest nations, but it doesn't feel like it. It feels like it's a family. You know, you feel like everyone in that camp is on your side and i think part of it comes from the brief you know the fact that it's a nation that is still reeling from some really bad shit that happened to it a long time ago um we're trying to get some stuff back we are you know we're bound to the empire in such a massive way uh and i think it's it really 
it I'm means sure something. all nations are like this, by the way. Like, oh, I'm absolutely. Sure, like, absolutely. We're just going to... We, we love Navarre, and therefore we're going to talk about it. If yeah. uh, I talk to someone from Dawn, I'm probably sure they feel the same way. But Absolutely. Um, yeah, like, uh, I think there's... I think Navarre has some really special things, like songs and stories. I think we have a really interesting... Like, there's some really interesting key people in Navarre that yeah. make the whole thing feel very warm and very nice <laughs> i don't know absolutely. how else to put it but yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah so it, it, it's been an absolutely fascinating journey so far and i i just i just can't wait i mean i this, I, I was so gutted that you know e1 didn't happen obviously it's understandable it's yep there was no option yep. yeah let's um, caveat right now we we all understand it's completely yeah, necessary absolutely. but that doesn't but mean that it all of us like were anno- you know annoying that's yeah and yeah last weekend uh, as it was all going off you know we all felt very you know very keenly the absence of it i think and yeah uh, massively i think there was interesting like um so some of the stories was last week um yeah. there were so many events on and people doing different things like yeah. uh there was a fundraiser for the theater on the friday yeah. night i watched a bit of that um pd did a did a stream on saturday afternoon which i didn't get to see much oh, of because of other things i know that's yeah it was um uh, the usual trouble of uh, Matt yeah. Pemmington, um, Claire Evans, and uh, Andy Raff, which oh, is a, a powerhouse of a yeah. of a conversation anytime. So, yeah. um, but the and then on Saturday they had um, a virtual songs and stories, oh, which fantastic. was <laughs> so I kind of got in like I kind of got asked to kind of help out and talk about a few of the technical stuff with them. Yeah, and um, God, it was interesting, like being in there and realizing how much talent there is on the field. It's bonkers. It's like, astonishing, um, isn't it? Yeah. Did you Did you watch Songs and Stories? Right. I caught a little bit. So I, I was running a game design course, but like in between it, I was like, <laughs> "Oh, go and look, go and see what's happening." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I absolutely loved it. I had to watch a uh, a Skype. Call. I was on a. It was a birthday party. Yeah. So I had it on it on like a second screen. So <laughs> yeah. ever so often, I'll just phase out watching Songs and Stories, and people would be like. Dave, you're Dave, are you there? And I'm like, oh yeah, 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 I was definitely paying attention. I'm not watching anything else. Yeah, of course, it's your birthday. I would totally not be yeah. f- zoning out on you. You know, you're but, the one um, that matters in my life. Yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. Uh, whatever your name is. Um, yeah. The, uh, but yeah, I think it was it was weird to watch it because I was slightly worried that it wouldn't have the potency of yeah. what it is um, live. But I don't know whether I've just been like programmed at this stage to because. <laughs> I loved it. It was so yeah. good. Well, I'll, t- um, I'll tell you what. I, I had a little thing a while back um, where I went, went through a phase of um, listening to all, this, all the various sound clouds that there mm-hmm. are, like popping, oh the, popping God, the volume some, up high, yeah. and just and there's there's some of them that are the ones that are record that were clearly recorded on site. They yeah. just transport you there, you know. Yeah. Um, and totally. I, I got like a lump in my throat for a couple of them. I, I missed it so much. Yeah, I I haven't laughed that hard and like felt that like <laughs> real emotion in one yeah. evening like it was amazing it was it yeah. was so good also i want to give a quick shout out to my friend sam uh, sparrow who did my story of my death again um on the stream um oh, fantastic didn't cry this time thank you very much sam so uh stick that in your pipe and smoke it i will stay strong it's your your magic doesn't work on me anymore sam um <laughs> he's a legend though isn't he what a guy uh, just the nicest dude yeah absolutely um, 
I definitely look forward to learning more tambourine techniques next year yes. when I get to get back on the field. Well, I want to go. I, t- I took a drum along last time. I, w- I wanted to give it a go. I'm, 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 I dabble with drums vaguely in real life, and I wanted to do that. So I ended up going out on, on the battlefield with a drum because I'm, I'm a bit shit at a fight, so I thought I'd take a drum with <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that's and, awesome. Yeah, and it, it was it was good fun, um, especially up for the march in. You know, that that, that was a laugh. But um, oh, is it okay? Let's talk about battles, right? Yeah. Like, what was your first big battle like? So I I went in. Um, I, I wasn't. I didn't have... Hold on, was this your first... Hold on, was this your first combat, or was... Like, did you go on a skirmish? So or let's see, the so big I've, battle I've not been on battle? a skirmish. I really want to, go, want to go on a skirmish, but I'm also very aware that I'm probably not great in a fight. So I don't... Like, it feels like it's quite competitive. Like, a lot of... There's not, not a lot of spaces. So It I, can go wrong fast. Yeah, this but is it. don't let that put you off too much, right? Yeah. Like... Um, uh, like, like I think one thing people get confused about is people's character's bravado compared to their actual ability. The two true. things are not yeah. necessarily entwined. So if someone That's, seems like yeah. Billy Big Nuts <laughs> and they're really, really confident, they might not be, right? Yeah. You might well stand your ground. Like, be your character. That's what I'd say yeah. to that. Sorry, sorry, that's a sidetrack. Absolutely. Um, but, I mean, one of the things is, most of the sort of kit I ended up putting together was very much non-combat. So I haven't really mm-hmm. got much in the way of armor, big weapons, that sort of thing. So, um, yeah, that's scary. So my first um, taste of combat, I went to the, the new player, um, you mm-hmm. know, combat whatever it is on the, on, on the first day and yep. um i thought that was fantastic i had a great time the, the instructors were brilliant they're brilliant yeah um, they're so good i lost all my money um <laughs> i'd pick, i'd put all my all my coins in a, a pouch which just i lost them during the new player skirmish out in a field oh, somewhere like, no. a, like a twat. you know it's like the did you did you tell pd i well i i i did in the end but um what I also did was, and they were very kind. They they gave they gave it to me. But before I did that, I I worked into it that because um, I was on my way somewhere st- uh, straight after time in, and I suddenly realised mm-hmm. I'd lost my money. So my, my cover for going and get it, sort, getting it sorted out was I'd been uh, I'd been grifted on the road on the way in. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm gonna go back and talk to that guy because <laughs> he yeah. he has clearly yeah. got my money. Um, yeah. So yes, I'm they gonna get, keep so, an eye out for him. He'll be in a bar somewhere spending yeah, my exactly, money. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And. Um, so actually, I ended up. I ended up for the first like hour. Uh, I was buying a couple of drinks by sort of trading. I was just using barter. I was like, I've got this like necklace I made. Can I have a drink? And it it totally worked. Um, but yeah, I so, would take a necklace for a drink. Well, you yeah. can definitely trade that way. Exactly. For sure, yeah. Um, and that's kind of why we'd made a load of this stuff. We, we spent ages like doing loads of like leather working and bead work and stuff. And it was great fun having that kind of barter economy. Oh, going. so you came with stuff you'd crafted? Yes. Yeah, we did. We, we went a bit mad. Um, I, I, I learned bookmaking, like bookbinding. I, I made a book. Jesus Christ, was... James. I've been doing this two years and I'm already, I'm starting to get to the point where I'm slightly embarrassed about this conversation at this stage. <laughs> You've achieved more dive. in two events than I've done in two years. Um, but yes, yeah, so, so battles wise, so that was my first sort of battle. And then the Saturday morning was when we were going out as Navarre and I didn't go and there were two reasons. First of all, I wasn't sure um, what to make of it yet? I thought I'm probably not ready for it. I want to get a feel for the camp first, but also from a character point of view, um, not going without going into too much detail because everyone's got a you know massive backstory. backstory. Um, yeah. I was playing a character who had been a fighter in his youth and then had a long time of not fighting and was now kind of coming back into society, having been kind of in a self-imposed exile for quite a while. So oh, I, perfect. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it was it was totally built to uh, you know make up for the whole I'm new to Anvil thing and so on and so forth. So that's a, that's a great way to do it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because um, I wanted to kind of justify it in my own mind, and so I spent the first battle uh, in character. Um, sitting in Moorish 
uh, with someone from my striding, so Sophie, my partner, who is we're not partners in game, but we are partners in real life, which is some would yeah, say yeah. more important. Um, but we, yeah, we uh, spent the whole thing with with me basically on a massive guilt drive that I should be out there helping our striding, but here I am like some kind of coward, and it was actually quite good fun. So then I went in because what I wanted to do, I wanted my first experience of a battle to be monstering really. And yeah. so I did that on the Sunday, and I thought it was such a good time. I had I had a, a right laugh. I went in. Um, I was an orc physic, and I had like a okay, bunch of slaves. Dude, the fact is that some people don't show up to Monster. They are missing out on the best oh, part absolutely. of the weekend. It's like I love monstering. It's totally freeing. Like you're talking about before, it can be like you can feel quite a lot of pressure sometimes, especially when you got shit to do as yeah. your character, right? Yeah. Um. So go monster yeah. if you just want to feel like what it's like to charge a line with with no no holds barred then then go for it absolutely you know? and like and you, you get to have some fun death scenes which you might not necessarily want to have as, you, as yourself you know i mean i i actually yeah. i got i got taken down the uh, imperial orcs charged out our section of the line and just rolled over me and i won't lie it was utterly terrifying <laughs> You know? The Imperial Orcs are whenever you're monstering and you see the Imperial Orcs come down and you I'm always like, ah oh, fuck. They were a scary <laughs> this, is, this is I can't run now, they're too damn <laughs> yeah. quick. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so that was that and then um that was my so I did one battle at E three and that was the monstering. And then at E four it was the uh, so I, I, I took part in the first battle and that was um the one where we had a load of orcs that we were trying to defend yeah you, you oh the ones where they're all running up yes i was i i didn't fully understand the brief and i definitely lashed out at least one of them when, uh, when i was out there well yeah. they definitely they had, they had some like infiltrators there that there were sneaky naughty druge in amongst them who were um is this the one that it was just like the the, the battle was the entire field it was massive, and we kept moving, yeah, and, and yeah, that was and they were coming the, from all sides. It was fantastic. That was a wacky battle, by the way. Like I've never yeah. seen like, in the two years that I've been going to these big battles, I've never seen one like that before. Like where it was just so spread out, and just individual nations and individual units were just. Yeah. It, it felt like it was on the edge of going units. wrong, but it didn't. It kind of all helped, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, but I was there, like I say, so I wasn't fighting. I had like a had a weapon on me, but I was mainly there. Uh, I'm an artisan generally so i was there well i was there to help out and like repair weapons if, if they were needed they didn't really that's just not a thing that happens with the druze really so i ended up hanging out with the physics and helping them pull people out of the way and that sort of stuff i um, think there are if you're i think that's a really good approach and something to be noted for maybe people that aren't necessarily the most confident yeah um that you can find a role even if it isn't being on the front line fighting, absolutely uh, water bearing helping out physics even if you're not a physic yeah. um that there are specific units that are there to keep physics safe usually so yes. you will if things if if things go wrong then it's gone wrong for loads of people and don't feel bad about it right <laughs> yeah. like, uh, but it was great because um, it meant that i was sort of i was there i was keeping a watch out i was making sure they had all the things they needed i was holding stuff for them you know it felt like i was part of it without having to be right on the front lines and then that kind of made awesome. sense we were you ever in a situation where you're like watching the front line looking threatened and you have that great it's moment getting a like, little bit we gotta go we yeah, gotta absolutely. go right now we gotta go Let's well, especially <laughs> in that battle where like suddenly out of nowhere there's orcs in the woods and i was like shit you know they're coming out from that way turn around we had the um who's that we've got like a league mercenary company who who yes. fight alongside us forget the, the yellow and black armor yeah. sea wolves that was it and they were facing completely the wrong way i was like guys excuse me <laughs> that way and they yeah, all they will it was they're an effective fighting force that bunch yeah so that's for sure that was fantastic um, I, I like having those things where you're like when you realize um 
that you're standing in a position with maybe one or two other people yeah. and you realize that only if those orcs over there figure out <laughs> absolutely if they hit us with the units they have they'll yeah. go straight through us into the physic block and yep. wreak absolute havoc <laughs> you know it's like uh just try and stand there and look scary okay yeah. like uh <laughs> um but i'll tell you what as well on the on the sunday of that one i went monstering again and it's when we were being uh was it grendel or Jordan? yeah yeah grendel maybe um i ended up i, I volunteered to... oh is this the one where we we attacked the fort that was it and, and we had, had like we had some, some big giants that was it yeah um, I think we were Jotun because it was an honor battle. That's, yes, that's, that was it. Yes, I remember now. Correct me if I'm wrong, but yeah. Um, so. And th- we were also lined up, and I, it was a really hot day. I'd done a really stupid thing. I'd put my armor on over my water bottle, so oh. I couldn't. I couldn't get to my bottle. I was like, Ugh. and so I thought I don't really fancy being in the front lines. And then they call, uh, one of the like our, our section commander called out. I need a volunteer to carry the banner, and I thought, oh, screw it, why not? So I, I did, and actually what was really interesting was I ended up stood right at the back of the field with the commander organising runners to go and give orders to different <laughs> parts of the battlefield. And how much did you learn from that, So right? much. It was fascinating. Crazy. Like learn, yeah, watching think, the way the battle ebbs and flows and all that, you know, it was so interesting. I think there are many different, like, there's many games to play in Empire, but yeah. even on the battlefield, right, like I'm a runner, yep. I run about, that's what I do, I deliver messages to different units, and I get to play... Uh, uh, the very specific role if you're a frontline fighter with a shield then that's your that's a whole different thing if you're an archer if you're a commander even if you're just someone who is um like a sergeant in the ranks right you are there to help out keep morale and keep everything going on and 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 make sure that everyone's organizing what they're doing like there are so many different opportunities for people to step up and it's like it's so cool to see when it does happen you know um and i'll tell you what it was fascinating you know from the, from the point of view of someone who has been a, war, like a tabletop war gamer and has written tabletop war games like watching the the strategy of the battle like the, the, the zoomed out version of what's going on was fascinating mm-hmm. you know the whole point of like yep. giving an order and then watching it not make its way quite to the people that need to see it and watching them like, pull ahead Dude, communication and... yeah. communication right like the such a limiting factor. anarchy of a battle you're like yeah. i have no fucking clue what's happening and also the battle that you were in was a straight line right? it was yeah imagine what it's like with like well, there's a the day fight before, going you know. on that there's a fight going on in the woods our sides could be being decimated right now yeah. or crushing the enemy we have no idea like yeah. there could be a, a whole bunch of people come running out of there that aren't our guys and ruin everything and these field commanders just basically have to sit, sit there and look calm as a fucking cucumber while chaos happens around them it's so and, cool and that fascinating I mean, it, it made me think is that a part of the game i kind of want to look towards you know and sure because that kind of strategic command was really interesting you know i'm not even saying i'd be good at it it was just really interesting to watch um, so, I think the, yeah. I think there's the kind of the military game, um, yeah. <clears throat> going to the military council and all that stuff. I have a bit of an aversion to meetings. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that right? is the one like, who uh, puts me off. I've got to say. Yes, and this is this is the kind of thing. There's a lot of meetings in yeah. in a lot of these roles. Uh, but what's weird is my kind of little interactions, um, my my double run, double zeros running for anything at the Senate um, yeah. has been really interesting and educational like i'm not saying i want to be a senator or do any of that stuff or what i really want to do there i have some ideas but it's like um that doesn't seem that bad to me now and i'll be going to meetings if i do do certain jobs right so uh yeah interesting it's it's like you say (coughs) because of the scale of the place there is 
there is something for everyone. Whatever your approach wants to be, you will find it there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the fact that there are people who happily go along and they tend to shop for the whole weekend. That's what they do. That, that's, that's the thing. Or run a bar, or whatever. Run a bar, you sell cookies. Yeah. Um, yeah. You just... Uh, for for the first few, we were just tourists. That's yeah. all we were, right? We literally walked around in the amusement park of Empire, right? Yeah. I'm not saying that that should be for if if everyone went and did that, it wouldn't be a great game. But it's I a great starting respect point, though, that it? people. Yeah, and you also can find your feet a bit more as well. Yeah. Um, and if you go to enough bars and drink enough ale, then usually game does find you in Stuff one way will or happen. another. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's it. Yeah. So I, I just can't wait to get back there. Basically, I you know roll on whenever it is. It's going to be. I, I just want to get back. I think it's going to be interesting to see um, like where the game is. Then the Winds of War have started being released now for the uh, event. Uh, oh really? Hopefully, yeah. So there is some you can kind of keep up with the narratives. I haven't actually looked at them yet. And the nice people that do the um, Empire Audio, they they do have yes. a. Um, uh, YouTube channel and they read out the Winds of War and that is a godsend for people like me. So, I love uh, that. And yeah. I, yeah, I haven't listened to it yet, so I don't, I don't know where I'm at with it. I, like, I think I'm kind of, I'd love to see a date for the event and then I'll probably pile into it or maybe I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But well, this there's something all, about like the yeah. keen, right? Like, uh, yeah. I wanna, I don't want to disappoint myself by being too excited. No. You know? <laughs> all of our sort of prep, we wanted to like, we had loads of stuff. Like I say, so I learned like bookbinding. The reason I learned bookbinding was I wanted to make. Um, because I was going out to be an artisan, I wanted to get my head around like how like, the different items cost, what they cost, and all that sort of stuff. So I, I scraped the data off the wiki, laid it out in InDesign, printed it, and turned it into a leather-bound book. So I've got like a wow. book with like illustrations and things I put in, um, which are then bound in leather. So I carry it around with me. So I've got a reference for artisan type stuff. Um, That's awesome. I wanted to make another one for ritual magic because I'm, I'm dabbling in that as well. Because I think dabbling is always fun. Um, uh, ritual magic really so do you, yeah. are you gonna are you gonna get yourself a little coven well so i i, I did so we've got uh, one guy martin is in our, our striding uh he plays a character called a man who's like a crotchety old wizard and <laughs> i so i wanted to get into into the magic the reason i initially wanted to look at magic it's a really stupid reason but i love it when we were running our messages at e what uh, e3 uh we spent most of saturday looking for the archmage of autumn and i finally tracked him down as he was on his way into the Hall of Worlds. Right. And I could not follow him because I was not a mage. Yeah. I was like, well, screw this then. If we're going to deliver messages, I'm going to be a mage so that I can get anywhere on camp. Um, that's, yeah, that's completely fair. That exactly. is actually very, very true because um, it's almost like the secret little club for wizards, yeah, isn't it? Precisely. Where, uh, and not I, tonight, mate. You're not coming in. Yeah, that's it. No, trainers, you know. Um, so I thought I will, I will go yeah. and I will go and do that. And so I established like some story where basically uh, having spent some time on the road with a man, we'd been working on this. Maybe I had a bit of a gift for it. And so, so I did my first little taste of ritual magic at E4, which was really good fun. I ended up, um, uh, I'm like a knight uh, mage, which he's autumn, so I was doing stuff solo. But it was really interesting. I did some stuff with visions. That was really cool. Um, and I want to do sort of more of that going going forward. It's just I've got to figure out, do I want to find a coven? Do I want to go more solo? Which mm-hmm. way do I want to go with it? I'm not quite sure yet. Uh, what what the, uh, Which whatever season or whatever flavor are you? Uh, so night. So it's all kind of uh, visions. Night? And, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, visions and riddles and mysteries and that sort of stuff. 
All right. If we if we happen to bump into each other, I see I might be able to uh, introduce you to a couple of very dark fellows. So, oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, um, love it. But the um, <laughs> yeah, I find the I find the ritual stuff like I'm almost tempted. Okay, so the rituals I've had done have been within my uh, banner, yeah. and they've always been this kind of thing where, and this isn't a criticism of the person casting it or the people casting it. I've always it's always been the last thing in the weekend like it's been it's given yeah. not enough respect it's like the kind of like I'm just housekeeping so I'm going to cast this spell on me that will mean that I get to do this thing yeah and I feel like I need to give it more priority or whatever I don't know like yeah maybe I don't know. I need I need to explore it a bit more and maybe get get some rituals done from different people and see what's out there. But I think that there's maybe some really show a bit more respect stuff. to my guys, really. Yeah. Maybe. What's that say again? I said I think there's quite a lot of fun stuff amongst the rituals, things that can happen. Like one of the things that um, the reason I ended up going with night was um, again, it's all kind of folding into the same idea. Was you can do things like you can create. Uh, like you can protect bags from being opened by anyone but yourself, that whole sort of thing. What? That's um, cool. Well, yeah, because okay. it means it ties into the whole messenger thing. We can provide a secure service. You know, this this is ah, that's it all, it all yeah, ties like together. Um, but then looking deeper into it, the whole thing of like you know visions and like dreams and illusions. There's some really fun like RP stuff in there. Um, yeah, that massively. It, it it's okay. Go- going into the kind of like magic world i love yeah. how it's like an extra flavor on what your personality might be right like yeah. you can game it like i've been the people have been trying to encourage me to go into autumn <clears throat> yeah. but if i go into anything i'm going into summer because it matches my character yeah right it matches who i am it matches what i do even if i can't you know i'll have to go out and find probably another uh, group actually i don't know actually strike that there might be more summer people in my uh, thing <laughs> but I, I don't know whether i'm even interested in doing ritual magic like yeah. uh i need to watch more of it i think maybe from uh an external yeah point of view. I, I, it was definitely interesting because i mean what I, I ended up doing was I, I went away and spent a little bit of time up at god on the on, on the on the wiki looking up some some information and i sort of planned out like almost like scripted the ritual exactly <laughs> full-on absolutely is there any doubt yeah. and um so I, I i'm almost sort of seeing it as like um uh like my character is approaching it almost like a mathematical like a scientific sort of thing um oh, so you're like pursuing it like it's uh yeah, yeah but in yeah, the yeah. world of what's interesting is like we talk about this when it comes to religion as well like yeah we're so kind of like 2020 program to be like religion is uh it's it's hocus pocus right yeah. like there's but to, to view it as a science right to be like no i am learning magic because it's yeah. linked to the way and the way is completely real like yeah. of course it is because i can do these things right yeah, like absolutely. um it does manifest itself and it's an interesting mechanic to have in it where you can be a total religious zealot in fact there are many religious zealots at uh, empire yeah that's it <laughs> who, who have heretics. evidence for what they they're doing you know it, it's really yeah. interesting I, I i love it yeah definitely um yeah, cool. Let's kind of start wrapping up, I think, there, yeah, James. Sure. But, um It's been really fun talking to you. The uh, I, I just kind of... Um, it's fun hearing your experience coming into the game um, yeah. and, and how, that, how you approached it. There's a couple of things. How did you feel... Is there any kind of insights that you maybe had from being a, a games designer coming into Empire when you were looking at the rule book? Like, yeah. how, did you, how did you interact with that as a, a, a game set? So, I mean, initially, you know, I, I gave everything a really good read. Um, as as I always do for any game I play. Um, and then was that was that rules or was that law? Um, or both? It, was, I mean, it was both. So I, I read pretty much any, anything I could get my hands on, uh, just so I wanted I wanted to have like a nice working knowledge of most stuff. The rules specifically, I went through, and what I was really impressed with 
was the the game design it's it suits the style of play so well like it's designed so that everything has um you know all the things that need justification are really well justified um you're not having yeah. to kind of hold loads of information in your head like i've 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 read about larp systems where you're having to almost like do maths on the field you know track hit points different locations all this sort of nonsense whereas yeah. actually everything is so clear cut and it's th- even things like uh you know the national brief like the orc brief where uh, they've written in uh like the wraps <laughs> around the the wrists and the neck as part of the character but of course it's there for an OC reason as well. It's there to hide the mask and, you know, all that sort of thing. That, to me, is indicative of the whole approach that's been taken to the rules generally, which is they are written as a, like a, a a very living rule set that is there to to make the game work smoothly. And I imagine Massively, you need I think, that. I'm a, I'm a big fan of board games when the mechanics on a game fit the the setting of a game yeah, right absolutely. so i've re- i've recently been playing this world war Two game um was it called undaunted, undaunted normally oh i want to play it the, the deck building one it's so good I get it's on such it. yeah. a good game um and i i, I like I, I like military history um yeah. as, as any grown boy should but um the the mechanics the way that they work on the field is like I understand, like I understand what's happening. I can visualize what's happening in this battlefield because of the mechanics, right? Yeah. LARP, on the other hand, has this extra dimension where you have to deal with people actually acting these things out and interacting and everything else that goes along with that, right? Like, yeah. talk about a feat, my god! Absolutely. And then to see it in action so, working so well is is hugely impressive. You know, I, I would love to sit down and chat to Matt sometime and and, and find out how his brain works because it is it's fantastic. The whole sort of rules a, team is incredible. It's an endless, endless abyss of knowledge that you I, I will fall imagine. into. I feel complete. <laughs> I, I've talked to him twice now, and yeah. every time I speak to him, I'm just like, I wish someone smarter than me was talking to him that could actually ask him a lot better questions than I am, because I'm sure he has some fascinating stuff to talk about. <laughs> also, uh, Andy Raff, I'll put in that as well, yeah. and Graham and, and Claire and all the rest of them. They're all very, very good. Um, I'll stop kissing their ass, because I'll end up sounding <laughs> like a shill. I'll end up sounding like a shill. They'll be like... Oh yeah, the podcast was good until they st- completely sold out to Empire. Do you know what I mean? Like uh, PD, those shills. <laughs> um, oh, oh, I had one more question. Oh, I want to talk to you about like. So I recently did this dumb video where I spoke to random people on the internet, and one thing I found was the kind of people, the the, the people don't really know about LARP, right? Yeah. Like. I was aware of LARP in the peripheries because I'm a nerd, right? Like, yeah. I get it because it's out there, right? Whereas there's this huge mainstream of society that have no idea it even exists. And I find yeah. that interesting. I think board games and tabletop could be a wonderful route in to kind of tap into people. I wonder yeah. whether there's any... That crossover will actually increase over the time. I, I wonder... I think, that, I think like, a lot of the nerdier hobbies are kind of coming out into the open a lot more now, you know? Yeah. I mean, board games are basically... A very standard thing for people to do these days um yeah. and i think i was hold on what was something recently where someone went back in time or something and the nerdy kids were now cool and the cool kids were now like yes. the outcast people yeah. i feel that's kind of like how cultures kind of change like it's more tech related now and making a youtube channel is a cool thing and yeah. being tech savvy you know i mean I, I was a massive like early adopter on this sort of stuff so i, I had a live journal back in the day and you know i was, <laughs> I was one a of blog the people i knew on facebook and, <laughs> yeah you know and like so for me like it feels so weird it's like all oh, this stuff is like what the cool kids do now you know when i was there yeah. I, was, I was the weird nerdy kid 
and and I still am the weird nerdy <coughs> kid, but now the stuff I do I feel is like, no longer weird and nerdy. Well, like we're talking about earlier with Games Workshop, that has definitely hit this very mainstream. Like it's undeniable now. Like I walked into where was I? I was somewhere. Where was I? Cardiff. I was in Cardiff, and we were, I was going to a cider festival, and we stopped into a, like a like a, a little shop, like a corner shop. Yeah. And they had a rack, like one of those <laughs> special racks for Games Workshop yeah. stuff. Yeah. I was stunned. Yeah. I was like, "You have limited space in this shop, and you have chosen to put yeah. Games Workshop merchandise as a kind of hey, before you leave, why don't you pick up six Space Marines on the yeah. way out? You know, I'm yeah. like." What this it's is crazy, wacky. Like, when did this happen? I, I wonder how long it will be before. And I do. I am one of those people. I am a true LARP believer. I believe that it's it's much more accessible than people think it is. You know, absolutely. It's like I mean, you know, we, we've had to kind of explain it to our families. You know, we've, as we've gone, can you look after our daughter for the weekend? We're going to this thing, and here's what it is. And um, like Sophie's mum is. Uh, she is a dressmaker. She's done all sorts of like, period costumes and things. So she's been helping out with costuming. Um, mm-hmm. And like she keeps saying, oh, actually, if you go to any of the like the the fairs and that, can I come along with you? And I'll I'll pick up some fabrics and that sort of thing. Right. And it's yeah. it's it's interesting. It's like there is something for everyone there. You know, it's like anything. Like we, like, like with board games, I think there's a board game for everyone, and I think there's something about LARP that anyone can enjoy. I think my family are slowly starting to understand that it's something I do. They'll never understand it, but. Um, yeah. The podcast is a weird thing because they like I don't think they knew much about it. Yeah. And then when we said like, oh, we we got nominated for this LARP award, I think that's the my mum was I think that's what they call pride. I think <laughs> that's what that is. Uh yeah. I, I I can't I wish I had a camera to record it at the time, but I think that's what that was. So yeah. um yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting hobby. And I think let's put it this way. Some people aren't gonna get it right like some people will never get that tabletop gaming board gaming larp rp cosplay airsoft yeah the list goes on right they'll never fucking get it right yeah we should not we should don't listen to the detractors speak to those people in the middle that are just willing to find a new experience and i'm yeah. sure if they give it a chance they'll love it you know absolutely it's uh, I, I i just you know to me it, it's brought so much to my life not wanting to get too serious about it but it's really i feel like it, it's had a really positive effect on me and i just want to spread that around you know it's yeah you know having the chance to go, just go in and just be a character for a weekend and just kind of lose yourself in this amazing world is incredible and i love it i to- i totally agree um when i was i won't go like like you said i won't go into it too much but at that time in my life and and through subsequent things in my life right like uh life is a roller coaster you, you just know, however you want to do it right <laughs> and all night long um yeah. but the but larp has really helped me in certain times and weirdly a lot more than i thought it did so it's something i look back on and go wow uh, i was actually manifesting my oc feelings yeah. in my oc character and i only could recognize that afterwards and realize that i was actually processing stuff not that i recommend using larp for therapy right let's, let's, let's not start that but for me personally <laughs> it was interesting to watch that happen you know absolutely i actually had a really weird experience right i was um it was i think it was e4 and it was on like the friday night or the saturday night and the rest of our lot had gone to bed and i was i was still fired up so i went for a walk around the camp by myself i ended up standing in Varushka and there was 
Oh, it's, I forget the names. There's uh, a bunch of like wandering minstrels. They've got a didgeridoo and a couple of guitars. <laughs> it's like Dave yeah. and something. And they were there. They were doing some piece. And it was like this little, little crowd standing around sharing drinks. And it was such an awesome moment in character. And then someone recognised me from like my job and went, oh, you right, James? Interesting. And I was like, uh and it just it, it was such a weird experience it pulled me right out of the moment because like he asked james are you like are you like proper famous no do I'm, people recognize you I, i'm like i'm like i don't know within within certain niches like my face has been a lot on a lot of things that like my face has been in white dwarf magazine yeah, I, so it's like i'm so sorry if you're listening to this and you're like a really big fan of james's oh, no, and there i aren't just any sat those, here and okay good because I, I like uh, i always worry about that i had the same yeah. thing when i was talking to pd that i'm like someone's yeah. listening to this going man i wish this person was asking better questions right <laughs> <You> <laughs> well, no, no, not at all but i think it's like because like a lot of my job like when i was community manager at mantic i did a load of videos and all that so my face was out there a lot people sort of you know recognize me at you know, at the occasional like nerdy games convention someone would go hey James how you doing and yeah sure enough yeah, yeah. because the Venn diagram is basically a circle I had someone say to me you alright James at this and I was like who who is this James of which you speak yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. just, it just pulled me out and it, it, it really put me out of sorts like the next half hour I was like oh oh yeah I'm, I'm me aren't I <laughs> it's quite it can be quite um it depends on what you're doing at the time yeah right? yeah yeah you can break, break complete break character we've been like not that we're big, right? At, at all, um, yeah. but we've we've had really good interactions. We've only ever had really positive interactions with anyone that's listened to the podcast. Everyone's yeah. quite nice about it. Um, but yeah, it must be it must be weird to kind of be recognised like that, right? It's uh, it's, it's definitely... definitely something that's when it happens to us, which isn't very often, it is it's really nice and uh, yeah. still weird. So I suppose uh, you, you've know. got the benefit of radio face, haven't you? You know, like you are mainly yeah. a voice. I suppose that's that's the. The, the, the and we're wonder. so small that we we have a, a, a like a small community of listeners that um yeah. listen to it and i speak to them regularly it's not like there's a a barrier between yeah, do you know what i mean like Absolutely. i'm sure if you get to a certain point where you have thousands and thousands of listeners oh, where God, yeah you can't you should you shouldn't talk to every single person that messages you for your own you know yeah, um, absolutely mental health probably yeah. but um for us it's 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 we're in a really nice position with it you know anyway yeah. i'm rambling so we should yes. probably call this to absolutely. an end there, James. there's always a point where i start rambling and we should just end the uh, the podcast <laughs> but um yeah james thank you so much for coming and doing this it's been thank absolutely brilliant me. talking to I'm you I'm really looking forward to meeting you uh, in person and um, hopefully maybe doing some RPing with you at Definitely. some point if we can come up with a, a smart way of doing it. Oh, we'll, maybe we'll I need a out. message sending. Yeah, um, maybe you do. <laughs> in fact, I, I, I might. <laughs> you never know. I could. I might need an message. I might do. I could be an important person. You know. Who can say? Pe- people don't know that. People don't know I don't know anything and I'm completely useless. You know. Hey, anyone can anyway, afford five rings, right? You know, five <laughs> rings for a letter. What's that? Five rings. Five rings. It will get to you when it gets to you. Shut up. You know. So uh, yeah. Um, yeah, Fantastic. thanks a lot for listening, everyone. Um, I hope everyone's staying safe and uh, doing okay. And I want to say a big thank you to our patrons who are um, still supporting us. We we are, obviously, we're trying to release content um, and we're trying to keep you guys entertained and keep ourselves sane. So we're doing our best. Um, I hope that you're well. And uh, thank you very much. Goodbye. Right then. So who are you? Well, I'm the narrator. This is my companion, the listener. They don't mean to be rude, and they don't talk much, and this is our ferryman, Jasper. Yorp! The narrator, the listener, Jasper, are you on your way to a silly names contest? Please ignore him. He has a crude sense of humour. Sense of humour? I had that beaten out of me in Brokelliand ten years before you were born. 
The cheeky git. I'm Vanya, and this is my partner Varian. It's a pleasure. And this gruff Navari chap is Bryn Blossomflower. Evening. You're lucky you bumped into us before something else. There is a terrible creature out there that we've been tracking. Actually, we did have a little run-in with the beast. And you've still got all your arms and legs? Bullshit. Which way did it go? It set off in that direction, but it was going at quite the pace. (sighs) It's probably long gone by now. We should get back to two staff. Fine. I'm in need of a warm ale and a hot bath. Delightful! Delightful!